Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Death drop. No, sorry. <laughs> you couldn't see it, but I was clacking my heels. Oh. <laughs> oh. Why don't you clack me in the heels sometime? That was horrible. We were just doing dips and spins and floor work. We were doing, right? It was great. It was like legendary season two all up in this bitch. Not three, just, just season two. Anyway, welcome everybody. It's another episode of Flame On. We are back in the year 2024. This is our first recording in the new year. I'm super excited about it. We uh, finished up our Doctor Who coverage with uh, the 60th anniversary third special and the Christmas special in January. Figured we'd get that all out to you and uh and take a little breather we've had stuff going on brian's on travel bj's traveling for work eric is traveling to his bedroom i'm traveling nowhere at all most days (laughs) um you know it's good times but it's great to have a little bit of a recharge glad to be back glad to be pumping out new content for you all and and yeah excited for what this year has in store I'm joined by BJ and Eric. What's up, boys? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. I don't. I don't see my squiggles. That's so um, making me nervous. Your yeah. squiggles are squiggling. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I got squiggles usually, for you over here. You, usually, I can see my own, but if I if I don't see them, I'm like, uh, uh, is this going to be one of those? Uh, restart episodes where we have to pretend like it didn't uh cut out in the middle (laughs) a little behind 2024 right a little behind the curtains magic for for those of you listening uh whenever our squiggles disappear we all freak out usually it's me because usually something happens on my side and i'm the one that downloads all the audio and i'm just like oh my god where are the squiggles (laughs) The worst was when when all my squiggles went into like 3D mode, like blue red 3D, and it was like all blurry, and I thought I was having a stroke. So, oh Jesus! Good thing I was not having a stroke. Just uh, I know all of you were worried out there. 
no, no one on this podcast was. was. Smelt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no almonds, no burnt toast, <laughs> no, uh, no nothing. But uh, yeah, so we are back and we are here to talk music. Makes the people come together. Beat me to it by like two seconds, you bitch. I absolutely. Thunderstruck. (laughs) We haven't pulled that one out in a long time. Oh, no. That's that one's been a while. I literally was, I, I think I was actually at my, my current job at the office and they were playing music and Thunderstruck came on and I was like, oh, oh this is bizarre. Uh, <laughs> Thunderstruck! Uh, well, the funny part is that the Madonna's been on my mind a lot today because tonight is the first night of her concerts here in Chicago. Ooh. So that'll give you uh, Madonna fans a little bit of a peek as to when we're recording this and how quickly we're turning <laughs> this around to come out on time. But uh, what is my- Bob there? Or is she getting a local girl? Oh, 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 oh ma'am, do not get the show canceled by calling them a local girl. <laughs> not. Sorry, I had a plasma moment there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know how to check if Bob is is going to be uh, <laughs> there tonight. But I would hope so. I would. That would have been part of the reason why I went. Would have been to see Bob's opening act and then see Bob throughout the show. But um, I think Bob's mom is doing well enough that she's not being impeded on uh, on the tour right now. But I'm not sure. But a friend of, a I, friend saw, of mine, I saw at least one date. Uh, Safira Cristal was the queen. Well, no, so, so during Vogue, they bring someone out, mm-hmm. and I think Safira Safira was the guest that night for Vogue. It's like Got Kelly Ripa was at Madison Square Garden uh, one of the nights, and um, oh yeah, and Amy made, Schumer. Yeah, Debbie or Mazar well. was in like Italy at some point. Aquaria, I think, was it one of the nights in Italy too. Um, yeah, so I, I think Bob is still traveling, like doing the opening. But Safira, Safira, to be the guest at the Madonna concert and your season of Drag Race has literally just started is insane. Mm-hmm. But well deserved because uh, spoiler <laughs> alert. I love me some Safira Cristal, so my my pick to win Drag Race season sixteen, to be completely honest. Anywho, enough Drag Race. We'll talk Drag Race on another episode. <laughs> I will tell you this: shout out to Luke Kerr, who has been a guest before when we've done the the, the All Star Seven weekly recaps, recaps. But uh, he messaged me the other day. I was like, I don't want to be that listener, but are we getting a Drag Race episode soon? <laughs> you know, was, that's what it's all about. You've you, like the, the listeners. I mean, granted, he's he's also a guest a guest on the show, but at the same time, like you know, if the listeners want to hear something, you just gotta you know typey little typey type onto our socials and be like, listen, sluts, we want to hear about this, and I want you to phrase it that way. I absolutely need you to phrase it that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, the funny part was this was originally supposed to be our drag race. Like, let's finish up UK five and chat a little about sixteen. And then Eric said, "I don't remember drag race UK five. And I said, "Valid point." 
<laughs> I was like, there's been a Canada since then, and we're on U.S. now. <laughs> UK versus the World 2 was announced. Who remembers that? I'm just waiting for us all to have nothing, absolutely nothing to watch because I need us to all watch Go-Go for the Gold because I've seen two clips of it and it is the most awkward thing I've ever watched in my entire life. It is, it is, Go-Go for the Gold is what I feel like really, really hot people act like on a regular basis. It is, it is a caricature of like, hot people and it's just so funny to me i'm like i know none of these people have to be like this in real life but i just it's absurd i just need i need at least one or two of us to hate watch it so we can do a review of it because it's so weird see i figured you'd would i would figure you would go for for the love of dilfs <laughs> don't, I don't. I haven't even watched it. I've never watched it. I, it was on my radar, and I think I was in bed watching TikTok, and I just I was half asleep, and I saw that, and I was like, "That's bad for me." I feel like this is this is this is television that is actively bad for me, and it feels almost like a hate crime. I'm just gonna I'm gonna act like, and then I they announced season two. They announced a season two, and I'm like, it's got a second season. I feel like I need to at least watch a little bit of it. So. I was gonna say that that is the one. That's the Stormy Daniels one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is Chicago <laughs> local that is on season two, apparently. Oh. Yeah. God. Local, like yeah. you recognize them, local or? Local, like they live in Chicago, and I follow them on Twitter, ah, and that's okay. how I knew because he posted Perfect. about. It. He's like. Look who's in the thumbnail for the setup. Like, <laughs> is he one of the Dilfs or one of the Himbos? I have no idea. <laughs> Literally just just saw him post about it and said, "All right." Can I say how much I love how <laughs> this? It feels like a step back. Like, like I love it, but I'm like, I hate that this is the dark side of acceptance. We have our own dedicated trash television. And we've also always had some trash television, but this feels like it's dangerously mainstream. And I'm like, I don't I don't need the straights to see this part of us. I I'm like, no. <laughs> well, they did it to the straights with MILF Manor. I mean they gotta <laughs> no. But we expect that nonsense from them. <laughs> I don't. When was I? I no, never mind. That was at, at least know. a year ago, I don't and that was know. disturbing because it was a bunch of single mothers, and then they brought their single sons on, and the sons were hooking up with the other mothers. Oh my god! Oh, you right. just unlocked that memory. Oh, That's I forgot right. about that. I They're like, son, what I are you was, doing here? Oh, God, yeah, no. It's like, ma, like one of them was from Brooklyn or some sort of like Jersey caricature of a person and was like, ma? And I'm like, no, that is not his mother. And somebody else is like, that's my mama. And I'm like, no. No, oh, no. For the love that is unholy, please, no. Like, no. No. Wait, I think we need. I think we need to have the hate watch corner. I'm pitching it now. The hate watch corner, where we watch at least two, two to three episodes of a, a show we know is terrible. Sir, I thought that's what you... Pat did with Gotham, and and then watched five seasons. <laughs> all of it. I we I'm telling you, all of it. 
Bitch is like, oh, we we watched two or three episodes. Have you fucking met me? Do I need to go over the Survivor shit again? Forty seasons, forty five days. I cannot that be trusted. You could discover a brand new show that you love. No. I'm the devil. I am also. Monster. I need an LTV subscription to watch uh, Go Go for the gold. I don't know what um, uh, what is it? What is the Dilf one for the love of Dilf? For the love of Dilf, yeah, I think so. Yeah, whatever that. Like, I don't know what that's on, but I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We have we have steered so far from God's light, and by God's light, I mean the topic for today's episode. <laughs> Brian would be so so pleased with the derailment of topic. Oh, he loves it. He, he's he i remember when he pitched the episode of like or where he was like let's just do an episode where we start with one topic and just see where it ends up and not like just <laughs> branch off and just continue the, on sidetrack the stream of consciousness episode yes Ooh, i is, like that the stream of consciousness i love that yeah like literally just start with a topic start with a and eventually make your way to z that'll have Me nothing and- to do with a I will test that out with Brian. I will 100% test that out with him because we can get into it. We can definitely veer off. (laughs) Lord. Just set a timer. (laughs) Speaking of timers, let's get back to music. So when we were talking about this, we, Brian is away on vacation. Uh, Not vacation. I'm sorry. He's on a work travel assignment, (laughs) not not vacation, but he's in Japan. So bitch is on vacation uh, in his mind. He, uh, he, Eric, and I were originally talking about UK Season 5, and we would have figured out a way to finish it out. I'd have sent Eric some wiki articles and said, let's just finish it. And we would have chatted about 16. We'll still do that. There will be drag content coming soon, uh, because I'm actually enjoying Season 16 of Drag Race. So <laughs> maybe just a quick touch on UK 5 and just kind of talk about the back half of the season and the winter, and then really kind of dive into like the first half of... 16 we'll figure that out that'll be coming soon though so luke especially it's coming we will do it uh and he was like i'm 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 excited to hear you not hate watch drag race for once and i'm like yes finally a good season and that's why but when we threw out the idea like we're like hey what are we going to talk about we need to give the we need to give the people what they want and that's more of us talking in their eardrums while they're on the toilet as bj likes to Uh, I they be I pooping. <laughs> they be pooping. Was, Everybody be pooping. I, I wasn't going to say that. But anywho. <laughs> Everybody so, poops, Matt. <laughs> I don't. It's many. It, it's a <laughs> process and then set away to a factory <laughs> in glitter form. Um, <laughs> so we decided, came up with a great topic and one that I enjoy very much and that was music and we decided that it's time to bring back the now that's what i call gay life episodes or at least for this moment in time and uh <laughs> eric welcome to your first ever now that's what i call gay life eric usually runs the opposite direction when these episodes come up because eric Cause is like a gay life <laughs> <laughs> Eric is like, I am not airing my my laundry on the podcast for bitches to have access to and use against me 
maybe in a court of law. So, <laughs> so music, music is, I think, something that all of us on the podcast have a a love and a connection to. Uh, before we got on the air, before we started recording, uh, I was mentioning the fact that two of our members are like you know music majors fraternity like music runs through a lot of their lives or that pj i know you have a a very deep connection with music as do i and uh so this was a great topic so i am going to leave it there and throw it to bj to kind of explain really what this conversation will be about (laughs) and then uh we'll we'll do our our chat so take it away (laughs) <laughs> talk about what the hell we're actually doing here because my personal favorite is when Brian comes on to these episodes and he's like, I completely overshot what I thought we were talking about. <laughs> no, but it was, it was one of those things where I am going to start kind of a, a, a kind of a offshoot. A, a pro, I, I will come up with a title at some point probably and cause you to have to edit some things. Um, but, that's what you think. Yeah, I'm not included in this. You can edit your own shit, bitch. You are included in it. So I was, I, you know, I was sitting there uh, just kind of thinking about stuff for the podcast. And I'm actually uh, literally before we started this episode, I was watching the seventh episode of Has Been Hotel, which is really heavy on the music for an animated series. And I realized a lot of animated series have been heavy on music. And then I kind of spiraled because I think I was drunk. Um, And I was like, okay, music and television. And then I was like music and movies. And then I was like music in general. And I realized just how heavy of uh it's been everything it's been one of the one of the few constants in my life that will never go away i i I have like new fancy headphones i always have headphones on me and i'm always listening to music if i'm shopping if i'm in the bathroom every everywhere um so it was one of those things where i was like is this because I'm gay and I need a constant escape or am I just yes. an audiophile? <laughs> and I realized two things can be true. Um, so it was one of those things where the whole purpose of the, that's what I call gay life episodes is to kind of build more about us. Um, because sometimes I listen to a podcast and I'm like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck who these people are. Um, and then I turn it off. So it was one of those things where I was like, music is a fairly, it's a deep, also slightly benign because we all listen to music. There are a few people who I know who listen to, I know a guy who listens to music, but he only listens to music without singers because he doesn't like the sound of people singing. And I'm like, you're a sociopath and I'm late. I'm, I'm, I'm not reporting you, but I want to, I'm keeping an eye on you. Um, <laughs> you're, you're on the watch list. <laughs> he's, he's definitely on the watch list. I will forever have him in my life because I don't want him to ever sneak up on me. Um, <laughs> so it's one of those things where I, I sat down for a minute when we were trying to determine what we wanted to record this week. And I was just like, this is a big topic. So there is, I definitely want to do an episode on music and television, musicals, Broadway. I want to do all that stuff, but I definitely realized I should start with the stuff most important to a lot of people in the gay community. And that's 
pop and pop pop music. Pop music, like I thought about just doing episodes on different genres, but I was like, at that point, the podcast would completely morph into nothing but a music podcast, which isn't a terrible thing, because I know Pat could talk about music till the end of time. Um, So I just mainly wanted to bring us on today, and I wanted us to kind of, I wanted us to pick a artist that is important to us, um, but I also wanted us to pick an artist that is a queer artist that is important to us as well. Um, because I mean, honestly, I sat down and I looked up which artists that I listened to are a part of the alphabet mafia, the Ligipatois. Um, and there's a lot music is inherently queer. There's it is inherently a, a way of, for us to escape. It's inherently a way for us to express ourselves um, you know, a lot of people I know love to go to the club to dance. I've never been a big dancer, but in all honesty, there's a select few songs that if you start playing, um, you start playing, I'm going to get up and dance. So, yeah. All right, and before we dive into who we're actually choosing DJ, let's do a quick pause for station identification. I don't normally announce it, but I figured, what the fuck? I mean, we're going to start talking. It's going to get away from us. But, dear listeners, it is a new year, and we want to thank you for being a part of this journey that we call Flame On. We would love if you could head over to your favorite podcast platform and rate us a five-star glowing review uh, and write a, a couple of words. Recommend us to your friends. Let people know about us. Let us know what topics you want to see. All of that good jazz. But you can also check out our website at flameonshow.com. And from there, we've got links to all of the stuff that we do and don't do anymore. Twitch streaming. I think I want to get back into that at some point. I need a computer that'll actually handle it. I love the computer I have now, but it's definitely not a gaming computer and that that was part of the reason why I stopped in the past, but you know, we'll, we'll get around to it, but check out our website, flameonshow.com. Keep on supporting us. Give us a, a rate, a, a rating, a review, let your friends know. And above all, we thank you so much for sticking around and being a part of this podcast with us. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you. Check us out online, flameonshow.com. All right, BJ. Do you want to kick it off? Do you want to call on one of us? Well, actually, you do this. I think I'll kick it off because um, since we have fans that are absolutely salivating for RuPaul Drag Race content, uh, I got to go with my first artist um, who is beyond important to the gay community and the drag community and all the communities out there because he has essentially taken the world by storm for years, uh, and that's got to be RuPaul. RuPaul. But who's going to be your queer artist when you talk about this? No, <laughs> it's it's insane because what's funny is I'm still discovering RuPaul music because I don't watch Drag Race as much as you guys. So there are songs that had just appear that I'm like. Well, this is a fucking bop. When did this cake and candy? I think is oh, probably oh, one. Oh, oh God! <laughs> what you 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 don't like cake and candy? 
Wow, of all the songs you could have started. Peanut butter song. Honestly, I I feel like most of RuPaul's good songs are all based are food based, but no, peanut butter peanut butter is a great one. But candy, I don't know what it is about the way that song plays. But I, it's definitely the line that's something that I – a little something that I deserve, which is you definitely think it when you're at Chili's, you know, when you shouldn't be. And you're <laughs> like, I get I the molten lava one. cake? The molten lava <laughs> cake. So it's – but I was – Paradise I was pie. That's, about, that's what I'll do. <laughs> but no, that's that's just what it is. Is I When I sat down, I thought about Cover Girl. I didn't know RuPaul did Cover Girl till I was in my teens. And I had been hearing Cover Girl for years on and off. My mom was listening to Cover Girl. Mom had no idea who RuPaul was. And Wait, you don't mean like, the band, the Cover Girls, right? No. Like the 80s freestyle <laughs> band? Because I listened to them when I was young, too. Different and, thing, and, though. And it's just one of those things where RuPaul has musically been prevalent in my life before I probably even uh, saw her on television. Which is insane to me because RuPaul has has been on TV, Jesus Christ, everywhere. Like, especially now. So it's one of those things where it was a uh, cover girl. Call Me Mother wasn't, was I think, because I think Cover Girl was like the only song from that album that I was like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. Because I didn't look at that album until I was probably in my 30s. I just listened to Cover Girl. And then when I made the mistake of typing in RuPaul in like 20, God, what was this? 20, like 14, 2012, I actually like made the mistake of Googling, like looking up RuPaul on Spotify. And I'm like, Jesus Christ on a crutch. These, there's, it's definitely a quantity, not quality sort of, sort of method of song making. Because uh, there are definitely some stinkers in there that I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to subject myself to all of the bad songs. I'll just wait till I happen upon all the good, the ones I like. Which don't is, talk about uh, like it's, hey sis, it's Christmas like that. <laughs> hey honestly, sis, honestly, it's most Christmas. of the Christmas album. <laughs> I mean, she had, her so, older Christmas album wasn't horrible. No, it was like that. That it was like sleigh bell. No. This, ho, was, ho, this ho. is like a red, and, ho ho ho, yes. Ho, yeah. With the, I was like, it's red and green with the like the orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, good but on yeah, you. But yeah, so it, it was just it was like probably RuPaul was probably the first out queer artist that I listened to because now now that we like you know we're in we're in twenty twenty four there are a whole bunch of artists that are now like openly queer I believe Jenna Monet is non binary there's a whole bunch of uh, there's a whole bunch that are bi David Bowie openly bi um but like I didn't I don't think I ever started listening to David Bowie till after I watched Labyrinth and that was in high school so that was like well after i had been listening to rupaul so it, it was one of those things where i was like yeah rupaul has been in my ear for a very long time um so what was what do you guys remember your what was your first rupaul song was it cover girl i just assume that it's always i think i always assume it's cover girl yeah i mean uh, it was definitely cover girl i remember seeing rupaul perform it on MTV's Spring Break. Oh my um, god! And what, what year? What year was that? Ninety. 
something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, and this is when back when I was much more naive than I still am now, uh, growing up in small town Midwest and didn't know that RuPaul was a drag queen. Just thought RuPaul was a tall bitch. <laughs> like, okay, sing about supermodels. Man, she got a low voice. Her and Tony Braxton, man. <laughs> Ooh, I get so high. <laughs> Pat, what was you were shaking your head? What was your do you remember your first RuPaul song? Uh, you better work. Supermodel. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's yeah, funny. not, that not was, cover girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh okay. No, Supermodel. cover girl like really became prevalent with Drag Race. Yeah. yeah. But um, Supermodel like the thing. And honestly, I will even say this. And and I'm I'm an old bitch right now, so like my memory is not always the greatest. <laughs> but uh, hey, you joined that forty club. BJ, stop laughing. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. you couldn't you couldn't let them you couldn't let them keep an extra one, could you? No, no. Um, to be completely honest, I before that even possibly, Elton John did a duet album. It was I think I could be wrong, but I think it was called Two Chairs, and it was an album all duets, and it was all his songs, but with a guest artist. And he has a song with RuPaul mm-hmm. on that album. And that might actually be... Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Yeah, yeah it was the cover of uh, his and Kiki D's Don't Go Breaking My Heart. That might have been my first time hearing RuPaul. So Supermodel and Elton RuPaul Don't Go Breaking My Heart in that same ballpark for me as a young child. Because at that point it was like, what, 90-something, 94, 93? yeah. The other early one I remember is uh, her and uh, Martha Wash doing a uh, cover of uh, Rain and Men. Did was they it, do it? They did it. I, it. I know that was released on an album like around season two as well. So I don't know if it was earlier. but Was it duets? Oh, maybe it was just called duets. Yes. Yeah. It's, that might be it's it. duets. And the, the album is- the album cover just has two chairs on it. Okay. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm I'm. Mistaking the art for the the album title, but yes, that's exactly the album, and it's literally just Elton and somebody else on each song, but it's all his most popular songs as duets with popular artists of the time. And yep. that was Don't that was my introduction. That was nineteen ninety three. Ninety three, yeah. So around that time, and that was a because RuPaul. It was uh, while you're googling, can you Google supermodel? You better work because that was probably like 92, 91, 92. Because it was around that time that RuPaul. That was 93. 93. Oh, okay. So it was all in that same time. And Rain and Men was 98. Okay. That makes sense. Wow. Wait, It's Raining Men was 98? Well, the the RuPaul RuPaul version. Oh, the RuPaul version. Girls was in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was about to be like, wait, okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. But yeah, that's that's probably my introduction was in '93 with those two songs in a in a really close time frame. But I will say this: if you're going to talk RuPaul songs and you're going to talk like bops and like best RuPaul songs, 
if Sissy That Walk is not included, then <laughs> I will come but, to your house and slap you. <laughs> but no, absolutely, Sissy That Walk. It's like every it's like every fifteen songs or so, there's a bop. And since she releases so many songs every season, okay. it's I'm like every ten there. or fifteen songs. Hold up, I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> No, you're, but you're but, right. Sissy That Walk is, is on the list. Okay. I will say this, and this is going to be – this is an unpopular opinion only because he is not well or potentially a, a good person. When Lucian Piani was the the brains behind RuPaul's music, it was much better. It was also, to your point, BJ, not being put out as often – or as quickly, because now RuPaul drops a fucking album before every season of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. And they come very fast. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to if you go back to RuPaul's like first albums around the time of Drag Race, when you're talking about um, CoverGirl, you're talking about Don't Be Jealous of My Boogie, Champion. You're talking about like those first couple of albums. A lot of it. It's not so much a diamond in the rough for like a good song. Yeah, it was real like weight behind the music. Mm-hmm. And Lucian separate Lucian's personal from the art that was made with RuPaul. But when Lucian Piani was the person behind RuPaul's music, I feel like overall it was a much better product. Where now it's not as it's it's more let's pump out like asmr lover like (laughs) not horrible but it's all mediocre music it's 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 give honestly that's the thing is is the quantity over quality the problem is you run into a very let me think of an i'm I don't know why I'm thinking of the nicest way to put this because since RuPaul is everywhere, I fully expect him to come out of the closet over here and beat the shit out of me because I'm way too close to LA. Um, <laughs> it's are you in Silmar? Are you down the street from the new the new um, studio that they record at? I'm in Redlands, California. So I'm I'm literally I'm 40 minutes from Palm Springs, and I'm like another 50 to 45 minutes to LA, but it's LA. So it's in a full hour because of traffic, but I'm literally between Palm Springs and LA um, till like February 20th or so. Um, But no, it, it, it gives like high school musical vibes. It gives like Disney channel, but you're allowed to say the F word vibes with the, with the quantity the sheer quantity, um, which is funny because at best, if you're lucky, because and this is a little this is a little preview for for the other episodes I'm 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 trying to figure out. But it's it on a good day for me now. It's Jim and it's music from Jim and the Holograms because honestly, some of those songs from Jim and the Holograms were a fucking bop, and but they were like. They were like half a minute long and they were just like a single hook and then you might get like a rap section and then it's done. So it's like I said, it's definitely it feels very much like like RuPaul is just kind of throwing darts at a board and like, (laughs) hey, that's (laughs) like, let's see, cake. (laughs) Which which words did I get? I got cake and I got candy. 
Okay, now let me start from there. Um, She's doing one of those uh, fortune teller paper. <laughs> Pick a number. Yeah, and, one, two, three, four. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, she'll land on something that might work, like Sissy That Walk, or she'll land on something, you know, very innocuous or weird that just works like peanut butter. Um, so it's, it, it's... Again, Lucian Fiona, you portion of her music career yeah exactly so i don't mean to uh, talk but, about lucian piani i'm just i'm gonna stop <laughs> but no that's so that for me that's rupaul is probably like the first out queer artist that i actually listened to and then that second was probably david bowie um or uh freddie mercury was probably second so um but yeah so that's that's my that's my first artist um i think uh let's toss it on over to eric well, you name dropped uh, my first artist in uh, Frame. Yes, Lucian Piano. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I was a wee one, I've been listening to that Lucian and just. <laughs> I don't like to show off. I don't know why I've had Bob the Dry Queen's like finale number stuck in my head lately. Anyway. Uh, oh. No, Freddie Freddie Mercury and Queen is uh, my first artist. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say that growing up, I never had any Queen albums. I was kind of piecemeal exposed to more and more of their catalog as I grew up. Uh, but it all started with uh, Wayne's World and the reemergence of bohemian rhapsody in yep. the um in the 90s and um then from there seeing i want to break free on pop-up video on vh1 oh my god um it like kind of my first exposure to obvious cross-dressing because i think i had seen rupaul before then but didn't realize that that was cross-dressing <laughs> <laughs> Who's just a suspiciously large woman to you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, big women, just big women but, walking around. But but it was much more obvious with, with the mustache that Freddie had in that oh. uh, little jumper that he had on. Um, but just the amount of just standout songs that he and the band released and they're just so varied across like, yes, they're a rock band, but there's, they just t jump into so many different genres. Um, they definitely from, transcend. Yeah. And um, even though I have not seen the movie, um, but it was, I know it was kind of, sterilized from a lot of the uh gay content due to uh the influence of the other bandmates um so in in my life growing up i didn't necessarily know that he was out as a queer person um during his life um but i understood his flamboyance and his stage presence and uh, just going back and watching their performance at Live Aid, which is regarded as one of the greatest live performances ever. Um, it 
it's just very impressive. And him and the band weren't afraid to collaborate with other out queer artists, like mm-hmm. Under Pressure with David Bowie. And after he passed, the band still collaborate with uh, queer artists. And George Michael sang Somebody to Love at the Freddie Mercury uh, tribute concert. And now Queen is fronted by Adam Lambert. Um, So just from everything they did, uh, Crazy Little Thing Called Love is one of my karaoke go-tos. And it's so funny because everybody thinks it's some like Frank Sinatra or like Dean Martin (laughs) song. Like, no, that that's queen. That's it's, it's, uh, it just, they just transcend everything. And that was definitely a gay awakening for me because I want to say I really started listening. I got really into compilation albums when I was like in, in high school because I know I had their I had their first greatest hits album mm-hmm. on cassette, so um, I remember being in high school and I got like they had just released like the, it was like their greatest hits album like part one and part two and like a four disc like CD case and I mm-hmm. got that sucker and I think I played that I played that thing all the way through. And it was like, I think it was super, it was it Supersonic Man. Um, that one, um, that was definitely an awakening and just like the unabashed like feeling you get when he is hitting those notes and he is having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. Like that was, that that right there was a core memory. So like, that's awesome. Like, but also same i had no idea freddie mercury was gay until probably end of high school when i was listening to his album again and i was like this is far too this this is far too flamboyant (laughs) this is yeah and and you look back and you're like once he has the mustache you're like that's tom of finland that's (laughs) 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 that feels like a read but it's not. <laughs> it feels a lot like a read. It's not, but it, it definitely feels like one. Like if he existed today, I feel like somebody would be like this Tom Tom of Finland looking ass. <laughs> and for those people that are um, yelling at their their listening device, "Don't Stop Me Now" is the song you were you were talking Thank about. Thank you. Too. Yeah, I was like, I could hear people singing in a karaoke, and I'm like, wait a minute, let me get to the chorus, and I'll get the I'll get the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one, that one overshot. I think Killer Queen was a the first time I listened to him. Killer Queen was probably my my favorite track, and then um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was always like on the list, but mm-hmm. um, Don't Stop Me Now was like. That was my going out song, I think, through college. That's that was awesome. And one of my big ones is uh, the show must go on, just from uh, the drama of it all. And just, I mean, there's an amazing cover of it in Moulin Rouge, and <laughs> there's amazing covers of everything in Moulin Rouge, but uh, yeah, and just they were so pro- proliferated into all culture because you had uh we are the champions and we will rock you that were stadium anthems Mm -hmm. all the time 
Um, so, yeah. <laughs> did did um, Queen have much of an effect on you, Pat? <laughs> I was like, where are we going with that? Um, honestly, yes and no. Same thing with Wayne's World. Obviously, Wayne's World uh, was a, like a, a big part of my growing up because it was such a huge like cultural touchstone outside of that not really i appreciate the music now um but it, it didn't really have the same impact on me as it did a lot of other uh people you know obviously you know, you've, you've shared a lot of you know your your experience with it same with you bj but i i give a lot of credit to the ground that Freddie Mercury broke, that Queen broke. Um, yeah, it just, it, it's never had the same impact on me as many others. And as much as I love Bohemian Rhapsody, I also hate it because being a karaoke host for the last um, <laughs> 13 and 13 plus years, um, some songs you just never want to hear again. And that's sometimes one of them. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about how uh, how being a karaoke host has affected your like you you still love music clearly, but like like I almost wonder some of your favorite music artists. Do you just hope nobody sings them at karaoke, or do you just like <laughs> you, you just need to have like a list of songs that you need to tip at least twenty dollars to be able to sing one of these songs. <laughs> The the moment of the night when somebody sings "Creep" by Radiohead, I just hang my head and go. Yes, tonight's not going to be the night that we don't have it. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you have like a bingo card that if they don't sing a song, you're like, oh, I just marked that I off. Ooh, should close. <laughs> I really should and be like. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Like come up with the the the, the things that are with the 14 most common things that happen sung or done or whatever and just be like let's see what happens tonight yeah no it's it's a very interesting thing but queen amazing band amazing music um and i'm glad it exists absolutely glad it exists i just i i enjoy it it doesn't move me i haven't really sat down in and really dissected lyrically 
and I'll just use this as a segue. You don't even have to throw it to me, BJ. I'll just go ahead and start talking. <laughs> Part of my musical journey is uh, I'm very lyric focused. So I'm the music person in the group who is less music oriented. I'm lyrics oriented. When oh. a new song comes out, when when there's new music, uh, a new out al- like album song, video, like whatever, I may not necessarily re- it may not resonate with me right away. I will often need time to hear it, to sit down, Google the lyrics, see what's going on, and really kind of listen to and and read along with listening to it um which is why there is stuff that doesn't that it gets popular right away and i don't necessarily cling to it at first because i don't have the chance to find out what it means and and really resonate with it um which is why a lot of the artists that i listen to are or a lot of i wouldn't even say not not even just the artists a lot of the songs that i listen to are sad songs are slower songs are songs that you know you would really kind of be like the 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 slit your wrist at the bar kind of songs as we we used to call that <laughs> because they're usually telling stories and they're um, relaying feelings that you don't get a lot of the time in upbeat up tempo music i don't mean to say upbeat up tempo music Although I have found some songs that have more of an upbeat you know, tempo to it that are also like angry, angsty lesbian music, um, which has become my, my aesthetic musically <laughs> a lot lately, especially since the end of uh, 2021 for some reason. But uh, so from an LGBTQIA plus standpoint, this is the hard. This, all of this is really hard when it comes down to pick one person. For <laughs> one, I have a lot of friends who are in the music industry, <laughs> and I feel like I will be, I will be taken to task for not choosing people. I'm, not I'm a. D- I see. Even when I try to be nice, I always give people a Sophie's choice. I don't know how or why. I just like ask the question and somebody's like, I'll be filleted alive if I answer this honestly. <laughs> and, and, and this thing, like I'm not, I, so I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to pick someone that is part of, part of the, the queer community. Um, yeah. Okay. I didn't pick, I was like, wait a minute, we pick between two. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I want to, but I want to shout out some people. I'm going to, I'm going to say these, I'm not going to try to like speed, say these people's names because if you're out there and you want to support queer music, I implore you to look up, especially a lot of these people are independent artists, Tom Goss, Paul Middleton, Matt Alber, um, um, uh, Mike MRF, um, Adam Noreen, N-O-R-E-E-N. Um, God, why am I blanking now on on, on this? Darren <laughs> Hayes, uh, former lead singer of Savage Garden. Uh, Haley Kiyoko. Fletcher. Like, these are all people that just... Uh, Matt Zarley. Like, I'm trying to also think of all the people that I've worked with. Uh, these are all amazing, amazing artists 
put out music. Matt, like, dude, there are points when I am just in, I am, I am, I am sad. And I will put on Matt Albers' End of the World and literally just the emotions burst. They put out some great fucking music. A lot of these people I've worked with that I go see their shows whenever I go to P-Town. Eric knows because I've dragged him to concerts many a time. Um, but these are like these are amazing, amazing people. So if you're looking for new um, queer music, do that. Look up those people. BJ, you mentioned this person before and considering their album titles tattooed on my wrist. I'm just going to go with the easy choice. Uh, <laughs> Janelle Monet, honestly, uh, non-binary, pansexual, uh, a, a free-ass motherfucker is what they have made their moniker. Like the summer tour, the Age of Pleasure tour was all about the fam, the free-ass motherfuckers. I knew of Janelle from first couple of albums where like um, Queen, Tightrope, like those songs were kind of in my periphery as music that was going on, but I didn't really know about Janelle. And then Django Jane dropped and I said, oh, what is this? And uh, Dirty Computer as an album, as an emotion picture, as a piece of art changed my fucking world. Uh, With the state of the world in 2016, Janelle went from having her Sydney Mayweather persona that was their uh, public facing persona, did not divulge personal details in interviews did not let people into her world their world i'm sorry um during the initial start of their career then we all know what happened in 2016 and that was the point (laughs) where the world pivoted and they said no i can't i can't let that be i can't not speak my truth and be a beacon for others and you find that all over dirty computer is a political statement it's a queer statement and being queer is political uh it's overall an immense work of art that hit me so deep to my core that i literally tattooed the name of the album on my wrist one like in a very visible spot um when i tell people like what kind of the core concept of it is that in this futuristic world if you are not the norm if you are not straight white cis you're considered dirty and their goal is to reprogram you to make you the correct thing that that we've got this virus that we're dirty computers and they can just erase these memories and, and reprogram us. And at the core of the the emotion picture is fighting back against that and and the fact that you are exactly who you're supposed to be. So when that came out, it it just it it shifted something inside of me to the point that I, I don't I can't even fully express how much it moved me. But I will for 
ever be thankful for for Janelle Monet creating that piece of art. Um, I am a white passing, white presenting, um, Puerto Rican and Irish gay cis man. So not every bit of what is sung about is articulated in those songs should pertain to me. I, but at the, at the core of it, the music, the art, the message is so strong and so universal for disenfranchised people, for queer people, for people of color, that that through line, that thread is so strong that every bit of it, even the things that should not or do not necessarily pertain to me, I feel them, I empathize with them, and they are just absolutely moving to me. So I could go on probably for another 25 minutes about Dirty Computer. Um, I will not because we have a podcast to continue on and finish up, hopefully in the next, uh, you know, not too long for now. So people don't start (laughs) falling asleep on us. But Janelle Monet, amazing artist. Y'all have any, any opinions or hot takes on Janelle? Oh, I mean, honestly, so I've been listening to uh, Tightrope was definitely my first Janelle Monáe song. And I ended up falling in love with them. I think it was the song that that kind of gave me that that same feeling that you had was Violent Stars Happy Hunting. That song is so... That song is so... It's so confrontational, like uh, especially about the black experience and especially the black experience about being a woman where uh, where it was when they were definitely in their Cindy Mayweather persona. And there's just that one part of the song where they're hunting down Cindy and you can hear them sneaking around and they're just like, like, get in there, go, 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 go get her. And it was just this, and, but like the rhythm and everything is still going and it's just it's just this it's just this it's almost punk in a way where it's just very in your face and cindy like is literally climbing out the window and they're like they're like don't let her get out the window like it's one of those things where it's just you know because at the end of the day they will come for us and what's funny is listening to dirty computer and then going back and listening to all sorts, all like a lot of the other songs and everything, and looking at it from a more queer, a queer perspective, especially a queer person of color perspective, you're like, oh, that's what they've been doing this whole time, you know. So definitely, it's it's one of those things where it's all like, especially when you get to know the artist. So I see, I especially like, I see why this resonated with you a lot, Pat, especially since the way your brain likes music and the way you feel about music, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, it's, there's so many layers to Janelle Monet, especially their music. And it's like, so no, when I, I remember, I remember listening to the viol- I remember listening to the tightrope, and I did tightrope rope at karaoke a couple times, and then I because it was very duopy, and it was just very like I was definitely at that point in my life kind of coming into my own as a black man, and very much like like 
oh, I can be whatever I want to be. And, you know, this random person telling me that I'm not black enough for certain things did not die and was not made the king of Wakanda. So I don't have to listen to them. Um, So it's one of those things where Janelle Monet to me is actually very, very political and very punk in a way, but in, in a very, their sound started out so very traditionally like, I want to say almost like like um, like Earth, Wind, and Fire kind of. They had a very Earth, Wind, and Fire like kind of that era of sound, and just the way they've evolved their sound and still kind of keeping some of that original like duopiness is just like really amazing. And I'm absolutely I've uh, what was it? Lipstick Lover is definitely <laughs> that is very unbiased, un, unabashed, unabashed, unabashedly queer. So. Um, no, absolutely. Jono Monet forever. I, I said it wrong. I see it on your face. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm just like, Lipstick Lover is like, that is just straight up going down. On. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, you know, you know what the original name for Queen was, right? What? The, the track Queen with Erica Badu. No, what was that one? Because it's Q, Q period U period E period E period mm-hmm period it was queer and if you listen to if you listen to the song about two-thirds of the way there's um there's like two parts in the song where there's just like a a random like backing vocal that's like queen 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 i think the second one actually still is queer queer like it still says it in the song she changed or they changed it after like it literally was q u e e r um and the song literally is like there is like a, a girl on girl like portion of the song as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of crazy how how it went back. Um, and then the only the only other thing that I'm I'm a little sad about with with them with the fact that they dropped the the Cindy aspect of their career, Metropolis, which was the EP, which is where um, Happy Hunting is on, mm-hmm. uh, was movement was like movement one. There were on the albums themselves. There were it was like a part of a grander project. I think uh, Metropolis was like one of three, or like the first of three. It was supposed to be, and then Arc Android was two, and then I think either on Arc Android or Electric Lady, it went from three to five. So it was like supposed to be this larger project of like this because they're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. With Cindy yep. and the the Arc Androids through Metropolis, Arc Android, and Electric Lady, but um, when they decided to drop the Cindy part of it and just be Janelle, that ended. So we've gotten five pieces of art, but they don't now. We don't have that that through line. It was never finished. Eric, any thoughts on Janelle before uh, we switch over? Um, I am not super versed in uh, in You're not versed. their career. No. I, I have had exposure to them, but it'll probably in, it would just embarrass myself to admit where I first uh, heard some of their songs. No, was it? Oh, oh, see, now I'm gonna guess. All right, was it? I'm, I, <laughs> I feel bad if this is the case. Was it Glee? Yeah, when uh, the one girl sings "Tightrope" when she's auditioning. To me. <laughs> 
now i mean i i knew who she i knew who they were before that but i had not been exposed to much of their music in that the first song i heard that had them on it was we are young by fun yes which is a gross uh, underutilization of janelle monet on a yeah, track yeah I, I mean for her to have featured is i mean they're there but I, don't know, I don't know if featured is kind of overselling their presence on that record i don't know why that was so fu- i don't know why one i don't know why that occurred to me and two i don't know why i find that so funny because i can understand why it's so embarrassing because Glee did not Glee aged so badly and it's I encountered so many so many people that were like oh that's that song from Glee and it I I don't know why but it it just it it's so funny to me that that was a phenomenon poorly that two actors so poorly what do you mean? The two actors who both can walk, who were then playing um, a guy in a wheelchair, and then a girl who was in a car accident and paralyzed, rolling around in their wheelchair singing, I'm still standing, <laughs> only for her to then be able to walk two episodes later? <laughs> or the season one episode where... Uh, to better encourage Artie uh, as that he's being a member of the group is they decided for their... F- first sectional set that they were going to do um rolling on a river with everybody in wheelchairs i mean what do you mean age poorly bj i don't understand don't understand what you mean by that but it's called i I don't know if it's better or worse but i also remember somebody on american idol singing tightrope as well um but I did really enjoy Make Me Feel. That's a great bop, and I love it. That's the only song that came out at the same time. That's right, because I remember blasting that before, like, before or after, after a Flame On recording, because both Pittered boys were there, and I was like, we're watching Django Jane and Make Me Feel. Let's fucking do this. (laughs) 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 I'm going to bring some black culture to these white boys' lives. (laughs) You know somebody had to. <laughs> oh and man! It wasn't going to do it, so. <laughs> <laughs> and Oral gave up. Oral gave up the ghost. Oh yeah, no, Oral was like, was like I'm Oral tired of like, trying. I, I can't. I can't try without getting mad at him. I'm just, I'm just gonna I just, get I'm mad. Just, I, I've tried. Oh. I've tried for years. Oh, but I, appre- so I appreciate all of their talent. They're amazing. It's just oh. not an artist that I've gotten into that Ooh. much. Well, I'm, oh, I'm telling man. you, Eric, and the listeners, if you have not, if you have 45 minutes of uh, free time, watch the Dirty Computer Emotion Picture. Mm-hmm. It um, it features like nine or so of like the 12 tracks. I think that. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'll say like eight to nine actual full feature uh, songs. The Make Me Feel music video is actually part of that. The Django Jane Pink is an extended version. There's a um, like a spoken word, like slam poetry section in the middle that I fucking adore. And will literally, if I just need a little serotonin boost, will 
skip to that part and just listen to her do this like poem in the middle of it for the woman that she loves. It's crazy. But the dirty computer emotion picture, if you are not very familiar with it, watch that. It is phenomenal to, to watch. It's a great kind of story as well. And it's, it's a film. It's not just music videos strung together. There is a through line. There is a story and uh, Tessa Thompson's in it. So, you know, yep. enjoy it. I can never remember the guy's name. I feel bad. I never remember the guy's <laughs> name. Uh, but Tessa Thompson uh, is, you know, stars opposite Janelle Monae in that. So, anywho. But yeah, Janelle Monae. Awesome. Well, um, listeners, if you're enjoying this uh, in your ear holes, uh, I know Pat did a little welcome to 2024. Uh, but if you're enjoying what you're listening to, feel free to follow us on any of our socials um, at Flame on Show. Um, feel free to leave a request on stuff you'd like to hear, um, any topics. Uh, if you want us to not make fun of Glee as much, uh, I'm afraid I can't indulge in that because it was something I watched religiously and I love making fun of it. So if you want us to make fun I, of it I more. Was, <laughs> and I will still say that the first 13 episodes, the first arc is a perfect TV show. Not the perfect TV show, a perfect TV show. I will give you it's a TV show. <laughs> Listen, it's called Glee Club, not Crunk Club. Um, <laughs> I will but, say there uh, are songs that they did that I still contend are fucking bangers. Um, Naya Rivera and Grant Gustin and uh, the, the two two cellos doing uh, Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. Just going to put that out there. Anywho. Carry on. <laughs> All right. And so with that, we are going to go into kind of a quick, uh, a quick uh, kind of a one uppy section um, <laughs> of songs these that are, don't need our, our attention as much. <laughs> um, uh, more so, we're just going to go through uh, artists that are just quickly important to us. Uh, either they had a big impact on us personally as gay men, or they were just artists we will forever listen to till we're put into the ground and I will be put into a ground with a speaker to mess with people because I will have somebody play a sound bite um, whenever they are, whoever is tending to my grave. Um, so either me screaming help or possibly playing um, songs from Phantom of the Opera. Anyway, <laughs> so, so I'll start off um, a really important music artist to me um, right now. And actually I mentioned um, when I was talking about Janelle Monet and how they're punk, uh, that punk sound is super important to me right now in my life, because especially with everything that's going on in politics and everything, it, just being yourself is punk as hell. Um, so a, a kind of a garage band that really resonated with me. They only released two albums, and that was Semi Precious Weapons. Um, they uh, had two albums, uh, one in 2004. Uh, actually, they started in 2004 um, with You Love You. Uh, they also have uh, You Love Me. Uh, which was a free album they released, I believe, on iTunes. And then their last album was um, Aviation High, 
and they have just some amazing songs. The lead singer is openly bi and non-binary. Uh, the lead singer also has written music for, uh, actually written music uh, with and for um, Gwen Stefani, uh, Britney Spears, uh, Justin Bieber. Like they apparently have like won Grammys for their music writing skills, but Semi Precious Weapons is a very, very, almost it's almost like if david bowie created a garage band that's exactly how it would sound uh but the lead singer sounds absolutely amazing they opened for lady gaga uh the monster ball uh they were special opener for her and there's uh if you're listening if you want to start with any of their songs magnetic baby leave your pretty to me is my go-to cry song um never going home tonight and look to the stars. Those four songs are absolutely, they range from what I listen to when I'm sad and they range from, from like, you know, when I just want to feel good about driving around at night. So semi precious weapons, give them a listen. Hopefully they might do for you what they've done for me. Um, absolutely wonderful. And we'll go the other way and we'll say, Pat, who do you got? I'm sorry, but when you were like, their first album was You Love You, second album was You Love Me, I was like, if that third album is We're a Great Big Family, <laughs> I know that it wasn't exactly how it was, but I was like, <laughs> I don't know why Barney popped into my head, but, <laughs> but I, I had to. I don't know if we could pick a, a, a queer person for, for this part, too. You were like, pick one of them straighty musical artists. <laughs> I mean, you can pick whoever for this one. Like, Lord, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I gotta figure out, figure out a straight person." I don't listen to straight people music. You absolutely. Although Eric, well, lies, Eric, lies. <laughs> Eric, why didn't you say what you said before? <laughs> when we got on, I was like, "Who's your other gonna artist other than Mariah Carey gonna be, Pat?" <laughs> Stop reading me for filth with accuracy. <laughs> um, so it is, it's tough because I do want to say Mariah, but I think I'm going to go basic white bitch. And um, if you were really to kind of, aside from like Fletcher and Haley in the last couple of years, especially since 2020 um, with their, so the surprise drop of an album that absolutely had a fucking hold on me still to this day has a hold on me. I, I, if I just need to, if I just need to calm the fuck down, if I just need to be in a kind of happy place and it's this weird album to be in a happy place with. Um, but when folklore got dropped, folklore is a core part of my being now. And I'm going to say Taylor Swift. I, I know it's cliche. I know it's total white bitch maneuver. I was going to say Taylor Swift or Kesha. Yeah. Well, yeah, cause both, Honestly, because I was like, I was, I was thinking about doing Kesha for like the queer artists, because you know, it falls under the the the, the rainbow umbrella. Um, because honestly, I've been moved to tears at Kesha concerts because when she fucking turns around and thanks the queer community, thanks her fans for being there, and and literally on the Rainbow Tour, going hard like her speech about um, that she will be there and fighting and defending the LGBTQIA plus community until she is six feet in the fucking ground crying, literally just crying. This woman is phenomenal. Um, so 
Mariah, Kesha, like but both of those are, are huge pieces of my life. But my my YouTube music rewind, because I don't do Spotify or Apple <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. I'm one of those YouTube music people. Um, the last couple of years has been Taylor Swift. Has that has literally just been what I listen to. I listen to it nonstop to the point where my my friend slash roommate Chris is like, I played the, the new Fletcher songs and it went into Taylor Swift and he's like, oh, from lesbian Taylor to actual Taylor, <laughs> 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 because it's all like it literally is just all I listen to. Um, but the lyricism of her music and there is some cheesy ass stuff like shake it off not my favorite like it's not one of those things but if you stop and you listen to folklore and you listen to like exile if you listen to the the uh live version from the long pond studio sessions that was on disney plus justin vernon from bon Iver and taylor doing this song together live in essence will move me to tears. It is incredible. I, I'm just, I'm in awe of the talent. I'm in awe of the way that I'm not a 33, 34 year old white girl that started, got her start in country music that grew up on a Christmas tree farm. Like that's not my life, but that bitch can tell my stories. And I just find such a, a resonance in things that I've experienced that I'm able to take those words. And this is how I look at great musical art for me. If I can take the words that you have written, that you were singing, and I look at my life and I'm like, that fits this story of my life. And it gives me a way to process and either celebrate or grieve it or have some sort of catharsis with it, even to a minor extent, that's huge. That is why I love music. And that is what a lot of Taylor Swift music will do for me. And I, I will be, I'm not one of those crazy Swifties who is out there trying to fucking like sue Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster needs to be brought down a couple pegs, but you know, like I let the young kids do that shit. <laughs> like I will just be here enjoying the music, enjoying that. I am, I am counting down the days until I hopefully will get to hear that she is releasing reputation Taylor's version because I will now date myself on how old I am, which we all know how old I am. But I was a, I was a full ass adult when she dropped the single Tim McGraw and I was all about it. Loved her first album, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, and was there for the beginning of her career. Dropped out after Fearless because she started to get a lot of airplay. Um, and then ni- late 1989, when Wildest Dreams came out, like I knew all the, the big songs. We all knew the big songs. You couldn't get away from them. But when Wildest Dreams came out, I was like, you know what? I should give I should give this girl another listen, and went back and got all the other albums and listen, didn't really listen to them as much, but listened to 1989, and then Reputation. You know, a couple of years later, with all of the shit that happened with Kanye and and Kim Kardashian, um, I got back into it, and that's the album I came back on. So this, when she announces Reputation Taylor's version, it holds a special place for my heart. 
Um, and the last two albums are the first one when I got back into her and her first album, which is when I first listened to her. So I'm excited for that. But uh, but yeah, that's that's my pick for a, a, a another artist that has a, a special meaning to me. All right, Eric, you're up. So my uh, diva of choice, as it were, um, because each each gay man has to worship at the altar of one of the divas. Um, oh boy! And uh, mine is going to be my American Idol, Kelly Clarkson. Um, okay. Because you were stronger than yesterday. Exactly. And, Boo. And, and before her love, I just don't know. Uh, but I've been waiting for a moment like this to really talk about Kelly. And- <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes a fighter. Your footsteps are even lighter. <laughs> I say that as a tattoo to my arm. <laughs> um, but like I just the way that Kelly came into everyone's lives through that first season of American Idol, like kind of one of the big things that kicked off reality TV. She became America's sweetheart. Um, Just falling in love with her, just seeing the progression through that season. And then it would, she was just uh, throughout the rest of college, my best friend Mike and my like obsession. Like I remember going out anytime she released any piece of musical media, we would be at a uh, Virgin mega store at Monday at midnight for them to drop releases at downtown Disney. Wow. Um, um, so when they released a single to uh, a moment like this slash before your love, she released thankful when um, her second album I'm blanking on right now, but the one Breakaway. with Sunshine Gone. Breakaway? The break away? Yes, Breakaway. Break away. Man! Yes. <laughs> the one that put her on like the fucking moon in the stars. That album yep. was fucking everything. <laughs> but um, I remember when she was at uh, performed at Universal for Mardi Gras, we went Park opening, we went and just stood in line from park opening through the Mardi Gras performance just so we could be up front of the stage. So stood in line for 13 hours. Got so sunburnt. Didn't ride anything, Universal. Just paid to get in and stood in line for (laughs) Kelly Clarkson. Uh, I remember um, seeing... um, CMT used to have the show Crossroads... I don't know if either of you have heard of it, but they would take a country artist and they would pair them with a pop artist and they would sit down, they would talk, they would cover each other's songs. And Kelly was paired up with Reba McIntyre and it was just magic that entire episode. Um, Her soon to be mother-in-law, Reba McIntyre. She got to keep Reba in the divorce. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know that steps on, but she still got to keep Reba in the divorce. <laughs> and and because of that, uh, Reba pulled one of the songs they sang together, "Breakaway," uh, or, or because of you, blah, 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 words, uh, because of you, and pulled it for Reba's duets album. Um, 
when Reba was honored at the Kennedy uh, Center Honors, Kelly uh, performed Fancy, I believe. Um, it's And just her... Yes, she's had issues and problems, both business side, personal life, but her just constant upbeat attitude and the way she's loved by seemingly everyone. Um, I watch her talk show now when I can catch it. um, And it gives me warm fuzzies in the way that watching the Rosie O'Donnell show back in the 90s gave me warm fuzzies in that it was just somebody that everybody loved and just brought out the best in everybody that was a guest on the show. Um, And the fact that she does karaoke and just covers songs and steals everyone's songs every time she performs something new. um, She's like, nope, that's mine now uh, because I can sing it better than you. Um, no, nothing's better than the episode with Anne Hathaway and Anne Hathaway figuring out what song it was before she could. <laughs> Nothing was better than that. Yes, just to, just to watch Kelly fall face down on uh, on that <laughs> stand because uh, she didn't know since you've been gone. Um, <laughs> but yes, Kelly is my diva du jour and um, I love her. And <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I decided to uh, do a little on my own in the middle of all of that. I know. <laughs> um, no, that I, I I agree with you, Eric. I Carrie Underwood was my American Idol, uh, partially because I didn't watch American Idol until season three uh-huh. and I was a Diana DeGarmo girly and then I was a Carrie Underwood girly and I, I only watched American Idol from season three through seven and then dropped out yeah. but um but Breakaway like I, I liked you know a moment yeah. like this like it's a pretty song you know great but Breakaway between um you know since you've been gone um because if you like, there's so many good songs on the album. I'm blanking on most of them right now, which is why I've stopped. <laughs> like, I mean, the singles were "Breakaway," "Since You've Been Gone," "Behind These Hazel Eyes," "Because of You." Oh, yeah, "Behind These Hazel Eyes," um, and then I also I, I, I'm also a sucker for "My December" with a little um, "Never Again," but whatever. <laughs> that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but no, great. That's that's a fantastic pick. So BJ, do you want to wrap up what your thoughts are on our musical selections? And uh... you know, I think we got a good mix. I think I honestly feel like you know, just within within the podcast fam, we've got a good uh, we've got a good mix of things. I, I I like how we I like how I kind of I really like how you have your way of listening to music and how it, it is definitely lyrically fo- focused. And everything so like that's awesome i just did i just felt like it was about time we actually did like a full episode on music because i know we've done micros left and right i know music's always been in the one-ups um and i definitely look forward to doing more episodes like this for the little music uh i say mini series but i feel like this is going to be on and off definitely throughout 2024 
Um, so yeah. So with that, listeners, thank you for listening. Um, everybody have a wonderful 2024. Keep your wits about you. It's an election year. Clinch everything. Um, listen to your happy music when you need to listen to it. Uh, this is probably sacrilege. Unplug when you need to unplug. And if you need to go touch some grass, touch some goddamn grass. And listen to your have... angry music too. Get angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen to your listen feel, to your, your rage feels. music. <laughs> <laughs> listen I'll to just, your rage music. I'll just say this, and I'll throw this out to our listeners. If so, there's a boy. I know he's no. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I speak in song lyrics. Do y'all not know this by now? Uh, I no. There literally there is there. There's a boy that I like. And, you know, uh, I, he's the boy. one I'm dreaming of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, um, but uh, lives? Question mark. Technically, doesn't live there anymore. Um, in Ireland, and was we were doing a lot of talking through uh, like WhatsApp and, and connecting that way. And music came up very early on. And one of the things that I, I said was, I will put together a playlist of songs to get to know me better. And I did. And it is honestly become one of my favorite playlists to listen to if I'm not listening to Taylor Swift. Um, the only thing that is not included, I, I there was this whole thing about like our first our first date, we're going to listen, like we're going to buy each other a record that means something to us and listen to it together over drinks. So the album that I would choose, which I've talked about extensively on this podcast now, um, is not on that that playlist, but this is a lot of music from like my past. There's a lot of freestyle. There's a lot of like the different things that just mean something to me. Listeners, if you've been listening for a long time, especially, and you would like to learn, like see into my soul a little bit, let me know. I'll send you the YouTube music link and uh, you can you can dish on 50 songs to get to know Pat the Bear by. So just going to throw that out to the listeners as we exit our podcast. <laughs> so, BJ, thank All you right. for, for putting this this whole thing together. Eric, thank you for joining us. Now let's talk all gay life where we weren't talking about um, sexual dirty things. <laughs> <laughs> and dear listeners, I'm going to echo what BJ said before. Thank you. Have a great 2024. We're excited to be a part of your year yet again. Um, Flameonshow.com and uh, give us some ratings on your favorite podcast listening platform. Bye, bitches. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 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 Mm